Well, Brent is gay and Kaylin's gay and Clark is gay and Ryan's gay and Adam's gay. It's Homo Superior. Issue 225. I'm Kaylin. I'm Clark. I'm Ryan. I'm Adam. And I'm Brent Wingate. And this week, mutant madness has begun. That's right. It's back. We continue to pump the unrelenting flow of Disney and Sony news. And once again, we have something that, all right, this may be stupid. Uh, Jesus, what fucking sentence did I write for that? (laughs) That's all on me. All right, we got Disney and Sony news. We've got, all right, this may be stupid. Plus, despite popular demand, we have a plug me daddy segment. Uh, Let's start with the Mutant Madness Week update. Uh, Kaylin, we're back with Mutant Madness, but we aren't terrorizing people with our own brackets. We're terrorizing them with theirs. They're terrorizing us, actually. Yeah. That's the way it works. It's like, it's like, it's turnabout fair play. So yeah, so this month uh, we started Mutant Madness. Uh, it's a way for all of you to vote on your favorite X-Men storylines over the decades in a March Madness style bracket. And we've broken down the 64 storylines. Yes, 64 storylines into four major divisions. Division one, it's the Claremont era, including storylines like the Dark Phoenix Saga, Mutant Massacre, and Inferno, the original Inferno, that is. We've got the extreme 90s, which includes Executioner Song, Age of Apocalypse, and the Onslaught Saga. And then something we're calling the rise and the fall of the mutants. Basically, it's the aughts, starting with uh, Grant Morrison's run and going all the way through Decimation uh, and up to Utopia. And then finally, we've got the fall and the rise of the mutants, which is basically the teens and early 20s, starting with Schism, and then going all the way up to the end of Hickman's era. So... We're in round one right now, which started on March 1st. It's going to go through March 16th. And so far, we've asked you to vote on which one you like better between Proteus Saga and Mutant Genesis. And that's during the Claremont era. Y'all decided uh, Proteus Saga won. Then during the Extreme 90s, we had the original Weapon X versus Eve of Destruction, which was the uh, much maligned Genosha team that Adam absolutely loves. Uh, uh, Thankfully, (laughs) Weapon X. Thankfully, Weapon X won because even... Eve of Destruction is trash. I, I was going to kill Kaylin. myself if Eve of Destruction won. I hate that so much. <laughs> to be fair, Adam was hit by a slow-moving car. So, <laughs> sorry about that. That that's that that's our Eve of Destruction right there. Uh, then uh, we had Eve for Extinction, which is Grant Morrison's uh, initial storyline uh, for their run versus Age of X. Eve for Extinction won, and then uh, the Schism. <laughs> what? No, no, we're not casting votes live, guys. Yeah, I remember I, we're playing. I, I we go, let me go, let did. me go through. I just did. Let me, go, <laughs> let me go through it, and then you can boo all you want. All right. So then we had Schism uh, versus the uh, most recent Inferno, the one that came out at the end of last year, Inferno one. And Thank at the God. time of the recording, we've we've asked for your favorites between the Dark Phoenix saga and the Mirror Island saga, uh, and then and also the Executioner song and dreams end uh and when you're listening to this podcast you'll be able to vote on the following wolverine origin versus the dark angel saga and uncanny x-force and the 2012 avengers versus x-men versus the recently completed trial of magneto so last week when it was just adam clark and me last week stop it last week when adam clark and i were on we asked uh ourselves which which storyline do we want to see winning all the way Adam said Age of Apocalypse because that's what he loves. I said Hoxpox because I think it's phenomenal. 
And Clark wanted us all to die in a fiery <laughs> ball of like, hate, Chuck which, which means basically I, I stopped the listening. Past. I stopped listening to everything Kalen had said, and then he asked me the question, and I just made up a phrase that didn't exist and was not an <laughs> X-Men comic series. Don't remember the what Chuck it is. Austin Everyone run. listened to tell me. It's honestly like I'm just there. <laughs> so Ryan and Brent, uh, you, you guys didn't get the answers last time. Which storyline do you want to see go all the way to the very end? Hmm. Obviously, a- Age of X-Men. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're off the podcast. You're done. Bye. Wait, uh, by the way, I had a question. Uh, the Muir Island saga, that was like insanely short, right? Like one panel. No, it's four no, it's a couple issues, but yeah, it's still short. <laughs> it's called the joke, about- you asshole. I'm back, not- baby. I'm back. <laughs> um, I hate you so much. Um, um, I, I will say, uh, Kaylin, as our uh, mastermind and also master mold of creating this, we thank you first and foremost. Um, I would think that most, like most of the time, like. Most people can come to a popular opinion, though. Like it's, I, I, I think we're all sort of agreeing for this first sort of round of it on what is easy. Some of them are just easily thrown out. Uh, with that said, I think, which I, I'm surprising myself with, I think E for Extinction is kind of what I want to go. Ooh, wow! Really? I don't know why. I'm just in a. a Maybe it's just in my current life. <laughs> That's how I'm feeling. But yeah, I, I think I could go all the way. Oh, okay. Meanwhile, meanwhile, I just booed the fact that it went through the first round. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But wasn't Age of X supposed to be terrible? It no, is no, no, terrible. Age of X is really good. I quite like no, Age, Age of X. Because I really like all the okay. different outfits. X-Men Clark, Legacy. Like? I like X-Men Legacy at the time was excellent. And that was an X-Men oh, yeah. Legacy storyline. I'd probably pick I'd probably pick Hox and Pox. Uh, but I'm curious, Kaylin, based off of the polling, were there any that were like blowouts that you were not expecting, or is it all pretty predictable? It's right now it's all pretty predictable. Um, I think once we start getting into later rounds when popular really ones, popular storylines go up against each other, it's like, ooh, like when we did our mutant madness two years ago, when you had you know, Rogue's team from Supernovas going up against the uh, Outback era. You know that was a Ouch. tough boat for a lot of us. Yeah. Uh, so we'll get we'll get into those a little bit later. But like in this first round, I think there's going to be some pretty obvious winners. There may be a few little like Sophie's choices here and there. Uh, yeah. But people seem to be really digging it. I mean, people love talking about their favorite storylines. So so the so the two voters usually agree. <laughs> I mean, one of the two voters is me then because I've been you voting on it's actually okay, so really in all accounts. Basically, Clark, I'm actually surprised because you said that Executioner Song was one of your favorites. I didn't know that. No, 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 it's not. Oh, <laughs> but you you Jeez. literally said that on our Instagram. Did I? Yes. Girl, which personality is it today, Clark? Yeah, is it Mr. Hyde? <laughs> Dr. Clark or Mr. Hyde? I know, I know, no, I deleted that. Oh. <laughs> he loves all the trash. You still wrote it. I, I want to just say, you still wrote it out. No, 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 I got right? confused as to what I was listening to, what I was, th- I was thinking, I was did thinking. You think, did, you think it was ex- did you think it was Extinction Agenda? Because that's yes, where, like, that's exactly, that's, that's, that's what Clark I was, thought. And I was like, Clark wait a minute, that doesn't seem right. Clark was drunk texting me how much he loves Rob Layfield. 
Uh, he said he <laughs> loves the seat. He's like, I think I'm into a seat now. But weird. And I deleted the text. Clark is the epitome of that uh, split meme of James McAvoy going, that was Patricia. Yeah. <laughs> so as, 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 a, as just to close this out, as a reminder, you can vote uh, through our Twitter at Homo Superior X uh, and or on our Instagram at Homo Superior Podcast, where we're going to do it all by, by, by posts and by stories as well. So vote early, vote often. Uh, there is no voter fraud with this. Uh, you know, just throw, throw your vote in there. It's a news flash. It's the news, but now it's Brent's time to talk to you about it. All right. <laughs> in a movie that's somehow still slowly rolling through production, uh, Ariana DeBose has been cast as Calypso in the upcoming Sony Craven movie. Calypso is a voodoo priestess and sometimes lover to Craven. But uh, number one, is there anything more that we should know about this role? And is there any excitement you guys have about this movie? Clark. No, this character is borderline racist at all times. I mean, she's a voodoo priestess who is sometimes a corpse and rises back from the grave and like it's kind of slutty and wears this outfit that literally has eyeballs on her tits. Yeah. She, and she I'm died in like 1980 something and only returned maybe for two issues ever. Like they don't know what Marvel doesn't want to use her. This is Sony picking this character to use that Marvel well, doesn't even want to touch. Well, they could make her not suck though, right? Well, this is a this is a this is a story about as we said last week, it's about two Russians, one of which is probably going to be the quasi hero of the piece in a time when we shouldn't have any Russian heroes. Meanwhile, we've got <laughs> <laughs> in a huge thing like that and we've got this woman who's a complete train wreck racial stereotype i'm so excited for this movie hey, hey Clay, <laughs> clark, just... clark, clark how are those freedom fries tasting over there yeah what if they just like control f find the word russian and replace it with ukrainian problem solved i don't think you want that either because one of no they'll be let one of the characters, one of the characters is evil yeah. I you almost have to respect Sony because they're making wrong moves left and right, but Marvel is like in it with them because of all the Spider-Man shit. So they're like, uh, a film company. A film company is not a real housewife, Brian. A real film company is not a real housewife. I'm just saying, you gotta have a full cast. And sometimes are you some sure? of them are messes. You know. Besides, uh, besides shitting on what sounds like a horrible, horrible character design. Uh, is there someone that they could have cat from a character perspective? Ariana DeBose, I think, seems like a wonderful actress. Is there is there a character that could have fit this movie? Because it seems seems horribly connected that it's like, well, Craven the Hunter, let's get a voodoo lady. Like, is there somebody in the universe that could actually match? Yes, Craven but, has a wife who gave birth to two of his children. Is it Wyvin the Huntress? What's her name? I don't remember what the hell her name is. Anna, I think. It's something like that. She's dead now. Yes. He has like three kids. Yes. Well, it's it, the whole thing. And now he's a corpse too. That, that, that whole family's a mess. But yeah, so they just had... I Sorry, don't know. Clark. No, I'm just saying if they wanted an African-American actress to play the role, they could easily race swap that character and no one would bet an eye. And so we just have to get this frankly quasi-monstrous character i do love the idea of wyvin the manhunter but also uh <laughs> the way that they could fix this role is if she flies through a subway tunnel that's what's yeah. I think that would, yeah. that's mm -hmm. oscar worthy right there i 
I will say that you're probably cowards flying. I will say I hope that they would be smart enough to. I I only bring this up because I wrote one paper about voodoo in my college core classes, but that was like the whole idea. Like it's one thing if like voodoo versus hoodoo. Obviously, everything that's being described is very hoodoo esque. So if they could actually treat voodoo like relevantly, I could see it actually being interesting. But it's Sony, so they won't. Yeah, Jeez. treat it treat it like how True Blood did, you know, really respect. Or, or Pirates of the Caribbean three. <laughs> I mean, are we thinking she's a hero in this? Because she's not a hero. I don't understand who the hero in this piece is. They're all villains. They could just have a magic woman who I oh I, oh, I use magic. Why does it have to be this character? <laughs> they could well, create Tina. You know Tina. Character. Oh, Jessica? Yeah, she loves magic. <laughs> okay, I I have a pretty deep. His, like knowledge of like Marvel history, Marvel lore. I don't know who this character is, by the way, until <laughs> we read about stopped using her purposefully. Yeah, like it's just it's it's like it's just terrible. That's right. Like I, I, I'm I'm with Clark. I don't understand why they're using this character. I don't understand this movie. No, why it's, it's not Clark. Made, but... It's all of us, including all of humanity. <laughs> we yeah. all don't want this character. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, so all the Marvel shows that Disney now owns, uh, sorry, all the Netflix shows that Disney now owns are moving to Disney Plus, which means that Disney Plus is getting uh, some additional parental controls. Uh, they'll have specific limitations to prevent select profiles from seeing you know, the violence of shows like Daredevil, Daredevil and Jessica Jones, as well as the overt homosexuality of Luca and Brave. Um, you'll be able to see them all in the US and UK as of March 16th. What do you guys think this means for, you know, the future of more graphic Disney content? Do you think they'll be producing more or is it just a receptacle for the stuff that they own that they want to put on their platform? Kaylin? What what I am waiting for is the sex scene between Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, but censored with Mickey Mouse, like moving up and down (laughs) while that's going on. Yeah. Well, there's got to be sound effects too. Like when they come, it just goes, "Oh boy, oh, oh boy, <laughs> oh boy!" Goofing doing it. That's <laughs> all. We've done this bit before. Oh, it's always good. It always makes you laugh. I'm gonna nut. It's. This is all preparation for them to have. Deadpool on and other content. Yeah, they, they just they realize they're Disney, so they had to start with this. But so they're purposely doing one of their biggest things through Marvel to, to get other more serious content on there. Bing, bang, boom. So when you log in, you'll have to just say your age and stuff like that. That's all this is. It's 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 silly, but they just had to go through this process because they are squeaky clean Disney. But this is just the process they have to go through. Now in like two years, NBC's leaving um, Hulu entirely. Yeah. And, and so do we think they're just going to end up combining Hulu and Disney Plus? Because over in the UK, pretty much all Hulu stuff mm. is already on Disney Plus. Yeah, probably. Um, Wait, because at, the, at that point, it'll only be an ABC owned. Hulu will only be owned by Disney ABC. It won't be. It used to be, it used to be Fox and NBC as well. And those are gone. So you're, you're bringing up a good point of like a good like heat up the frog in the uh in the pot so it, it boils alive like the wb the wb frog there you go yeah exactly but it's it's like yeah i think you're exactly right that it's like if you start adding some of these like well we have to 
mature titles you can keep going and like slowly but surely i'm sure disney has bigger visions on being a much more evolved brand that is both for kids as well as for for adults in a wider wider perspective you know you know what i want i want touchstone pictures back but on disney plus because that was their like adult like studio oh yeah i thought i thought hulu also offered a lot of like live stuff and i don't know if they want to include all that same stuff on the disney platform if they can charge for both and keep them separate i don't know i have a i have an important question you know how you can sort of pick your avatar when you're selecting your character do you think it will just be a dick at some point hey disney where's the cock and balls feature and the kids will know not to choose the dick you know what i mean like it's just smart it's, it's dummy thick thanos it's dummy thick thanos showing his like it's, his like cakes it's t-rex it's uh job of the hut it's a dick and then it's the frozen girl whatever that bitch's name is yeah but, but even Elsa. the t-rex also has a giant swinging dick for some reason we're like that's not biologically accurate and they're like we don't care we're well dicks. i heard they're gonna add dicks onto everything now that you know past tiny arms big dick that's what they say about t-rexes girl yeah. it's the truth that's what they always say in other Disney-related news, uh, Jim O'Hare, a.k.a. Jerry Gary Larry Gergich from Parks and Rec, is filming an, uh, for an unspecified Star Wars project in New Mexico. Uh, so on the Parks and Rec podcast, Jim was asked what he's working on, and he said, quote, oh, shoot, I don't know if I'm allowed to say where <laughs> I am. I can say a state. I'm in a state, New Mexico. I don't know. <laughs> And then uh, Rob Lowe said it rhymes with bar wars uh, because, <laughs> because Rob Lowe is bad at rhyming. What could this project be? And how could you cast Jim as the lead role? Kaylin. Uh, so it's New Mexico. So it's going to be Tatooine, which means it could be any <laughs> Star Wars project because the Star Wars universe takes place on one planet yeah. and it's Tatooine. So Center it'll be center of the universe. Uh, it'll be, you know, I'm guessing like Mandalorian or Book of Boba Fett season two, God help us all. The only reason I'm even remotely excited, I don't think he'll be a lead role. I think he'll be like, he'll be supporting is like, I am all about like actors with good comedic timing being on Star Wars. Uh, Uh You know, uh, like what's her face? Clark's favorite. Um, Amy Sedaris. Amy Sedaris. Amy Sedaris. Sedaris. Great. Just like every, every time she's on screen, I'm instantly captivated. I think Jim O'Hare has great comedic timing. I love him on Parks and Rec. I'm excited. Well, you got to throw characters on those shows because uh, Disney's not creating them. Ryan? <laughs> oh, that was right. Yeah, we need another, we need more comedic just in the Star Wars universe. I mean, the the early like uh, comments on these movies are that they're not funny, especially when they went with the prequel series. Sorry, Jar Jar. Mm-hmm. But like, it's uh, like, they need more of this infused into it. With that said, I do want him to be a droid. An old school droid like C-3PO where he was fucking in the suit. I don't want no voiceover. I want him (laughs) in the fucking suit sweating his tits off. I don't care. This is what I want for my Star Wars old school. See, I want him as an alien that has like very slight prosthetics enough so that you can keep his face. And then he's just this aw shucks. Like, I don't know what's going on out here wiping his brow kind of alien i can see that Has it's a, a complicated world He's got a big old yeah. yeah um all right let's move on to a segment that we're calling brent's dr strange hour 
where we talk about all the news that's related to Doctor Strange and everyone has to say, has to say they like it because it hasn't yeah. come out yet. All right. So Patrick Stewart has confirmed he's in for Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness. He was astonished that people could identify him from his blurry Ooh. shoulder and earlobe. Yeah, I know. That's terrible. He actually said My joke, you bitch. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So the big question here, Patrick Stewart seems to think people recognized him from his earlobe. Does he not realize that he has an incredibly distinctive and known voice? Not as distinctive as that earlobe, though. I mean, that's oh, a motherfucking that, earlobe. earlobe. Did, does he ever wear an earring? I feel like he had an earring at some point. Yeah, that? I think he had a big hoop that said Xavier on it. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, no, there's an X in the middle of the hoop. No, it's when, it's, it's, that's it's when Captain it's when Captain Picard had his midlife crisis when he's fighting the Borg, and he was like, "All right, he started dating a twenty-year-old, put a put an earring on, got a convertible Enterprise." I like that he wasn't supposed to reveal this, but he doesn't give a fuck. He well, was no, like, ah. it's also easily revealed that he's in the movie. I know well, it's said, your fucking voice, bitch. Yeah, yeah. He he said that he didn't know that they were going to reveal he that in the trailer. And that he thought someone else had perfect purposely, they had someone else voice over that role that uh, so people yeah. wouldn't know. So he didn't, uh, and he, didn't listen, he didn't listen to know that it was actually his voice. Got it. Gotcha. He was just looking for earlobes in that trailer. So that's when he had to pretend he wasn't doing it until he realized he was in it. And then he had to say that he actually was in it. I, I just love that he would just bold face lie the entire time. Be like, no, no, definitely not me. I don't know what that's how I like. Just spend two fucking minutes and watch the trailer, Stuart. Yeah. <laughs> He's a Come busy on, man filming season 300 of Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> All, right, and, All right, we had a special Doctor Strange. All right, this might be stupid. All right, this might be stupid, but there's the rumor mill is churned up that Ashley Olsen, Elizabeth Olsen's sister, has been cast in Doctor Strange as an alternate universe Scarlet Witch. What about Mary uh, Kate? That's what I was like. Who? Who? Yeah. There's only one Olsen. That yeah. is not Mary, Elizabeth. Mary Kate died in the Great Olsen Wars of 2015. Yeah. <laughs> covered it under her own blankets that she covered herself in. Yeah, no, no, no. She, remember, she died under a full house. Do you remember the show? Uh, the the um, online like web show, Very Mary Kate? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's so good. So, I, I, I hate Ashley Olsen so much. Because she's not cold all the time and taking drugs like Mary Mary Kate was all the time. <laughs> um, I want it to be both to Olsen twins and some sort of two-headed combination thing that plays the alternate <laughs> Scarlet Witch. I personally want her to say, I'm a twin, but in that ter- terrible like Sokovian accent that she used to have. And somehow uh, uh, she does it good. Wouldn't that be weird? Well, I, I want, uh, you remember when Doctor Strange was fighting Thanos and then he multiplied himself? I want yeah. that, but for Olsen, <laughs> you realize that there's just, there's actually been 800 Olsons yeah. that they've hidden from us. And they spotlight their brother, which was an Olsen too, and he yeah. kind of looks like them with just short hair. Yeah. This, this does make me realize like there are so many fucking people that only know. Elizabeth Olsen. So it's going to be uh-huh. so weird that if they did have her in as a cameo, that they'll, it'll almost be like, who was that Olsen sister? She in? And really the article is like, like her. We're probably wondering who that Olsen sister is. We'll break it down. It's like, what? 
And the and tables she have surprisingly turned. has a twin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think they'd know because that the the full house reboot happened for like fucking But the Olsons the Olsons were not episodes. in that. Doesn't matter. But no, yeah. the fact that that is a, a known connection. So. Oh, okay. Fair. Um, the only reason I'm going to accept this is if she doesn't speak and whenever she opens her mouth, like Pepper Cash just shoots out everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> what if, oh, this, what if she's just nothing but CGI Pepper Cash the whole time? <laughs> oh, yeah. They she did that with in game already. <laughs> if, they, if they could pay extra to have a CGI rendered. Uh, uh, Ashley Olsen instead of the real thing. I would love that so much more. <laughs> On a real note, at the end of Infinity War, why did she not turn into Pepper Cash? That right? was a missed opportunity. <laughs> Very important. It would have been easy. Just make it red or whatever. <laughs> well, uh, right? that's all right. We might be stupid. Yeah, I think we are. I think we are. Great news yeah. reporting, guys. Great news uh, reporting. This is the hard hitting journalism that people have been looking for. Ladies turning into pepper cash. Uh, All right, Adam, are there any dicks in the issues? <laughs> uh, just a couple of characters. Uh, the issues is our weekly recap of all things X, along with a few of our favorite Marvel House writers and characters. This week we have X Men number nine and Devil Ra- Devil's Reign number two. X-Men number nine, writer Jerry Dugan, Jerry Duggan, excuse me, artist Pepe Larraz, Orcus recruits Modoc, the Quiet Council has divided lines over Orcus counterattack, and Gambit and Rogue beat the shit out of space aliens to find Battleworld while trading verbal barbs with Destiny. What'd you guys think of this episode, this episode, this issue? I mean, well, go ahead. As I've said, for the last three issues, this has actually been a good series. Yep. Where it started out as just constant, like one off, just here's Nightmare for some reason. He only interacts with two of the characters <laughs> and they're all sleeping. Um, I mean, I quite liked it. I will go into the infographic thing that you were talking about, which doesn't make any sense to me and I don't really care too much about it. I like the fact that they're giving me known villains to put in this group because I don't still don't give three shits about all the rando doctor long you don't care out. about Long. i don't care about Long. no i don't <laughs> hey, quick correction um uh Pepe Laraz didn't draw this issue of cf villa oh. or Bia, maybe uh so let's credit that properly but i do want to talk about the infographic i i enjoy this issue and we can go more into it but okay so adam you're an hr person specialist Aficionado. let's walk aficionado uh uh yeah a gourmand if you will um uh if i want to walk through this because we now know that abigail brand uh at the end of sword she joined orcus but she is now a head of infrastructure slash influence which i don't know what how that's differentiated from culture slash narrative which is a redacted we don't know who's in charge of that um and then we've got dr stasis in charge of Human resources, which sounds like the best slash worst HR director <laughs> that any organization could have. So wait, so wait, HR he's director. human relations. Didn't he just make a lot of weird animal monsters? Yeah, human yeah. animal relations. <laughs> Humans are animals. That's the, that's the benefits at Orcus. Well, you see, whatever whenever I work with companies to start a business, I always say your business units have to just be direct or oblique. There's no in between. And you usually split it in half 
And like you said, Kaylin, you usually overlap a bunch of different business units. So none of it makes sense. And you call them strange names like infrastructure and influence or culture and narrative. My favorite is like, none of this is, I just find this all so weird. I do have, have they showed Killian Devo? Who, like the guy that said, yeah, he's, yeah, he's the main guy. He's the guy with the big glasses. He's the one oh, that, like, yes, uh, that, that Omega Sentinel one. came, yeah, Omega Sentinel came back in the past to I mean, like yeah, influence yeah. the Great Orcus. Yep. This, this yeah. is the problem that I was just saying about these schmoes. He doesn't even know who the fuck Killian whatever. I didn't even know Killian whatever's name. We need or photos of them every random... time they show this org chart because it don't make no sense. I, I mean, need better it, stuff about them. To me, I love this because this is how organizations run. And when you see them portrayed in so many different, you know, uh, in so much media, it's often like the villains are you know, completely top down. And if someone does something wrong, they get executed as opposed to having this completely messy, terribly chaotic, poorly run organization that if it's doomed to fail, it's not just because the heroes punched the right guys. It's because they're a bunch of shitbags who didn't think about whether there was too much overlap and they should have a reorg. Could you imagine like interviewing for like SVP of culture and narrative at Orcus? Wait, okay, well, let's do it. Adam, why do you want this job? Well, As, I, and you could probably do culture and narrative. Yeah, I, you know, you I, you I, I was born a human, and mm -hmm. I'm going to be a human for, and you'll die the rest of my life. We're going in a different direction. <laughs> <laughs> I will, to your point, Brent, or actually, probably, to, I mean, a lot of our points. I do wish that they. I thought this issue was going to focus more on them. It was still a fantastic issue. I'm just, I continue to be exhausted that there isn't enough delving into these Orcus people. Like, I think we've talked about before, like the way Hickman's done, did Hydra and like some other things. Like they just need to be building these folks up more and there's just not enough window of opportunity for that. Uh, Ryan. I think, I think they, uh, we're actually getting them more fleshed out than Hickman yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, I thought you said the opposite. No, I'm just uh, saying I want more of it. I mean, I'd like we're yeah, getting yeah. there. I think that's why it's the, the, the issues are getting there. Why do we spend so much time with fucking Battle World? I, we could have I, issues of that. True. I like the structure of these three sort of storylines happening at the same time. Um, I think they should keep going with that, especially for this series. Um, it's working. It's hot. It's so hot right now. Um, <laughs> one thing I want to say about this series is, um, and this specific issue is, and probably just this whole run, uh, when Destiny is on page, screen, whatever, bitch, I will give you all my money. She is amazing. I really enjoy her. She's captivating. I hate that. I love that she loves to hate Gambit. I, she, she is what I wanted to read for so many years that mm -hmm. I, it's an instant serotonin hit as soon as she's on there. Um, and also we forget that she's a sassy fucking lesbian. That's not going to put up with shit. So like I, we, we forgot that for so many years. Um, so yeah, I, I, I love this issue. And I, I think this is going in such a great direction. Uh, uh, just go as exact counterpoint. I, you hate it. I <laughs> didn't realize how awful she was. Like, I didn't like her at all. I was like, Oh, she sucks. What do like, you think I, she was I, like? I mean, based on previous readings, she wasn't that, just straight up nasty. Well, why I, did she I, die? She, but she's the know, younger version. She's the back. younger version. Remember, yes. she's the younger right. version. So she probably said, would, like, but when we saw her before, she was like older, wiser Irene, and now she's resurrected as a 
I'm assuming a 20 something, a 30 something. Yeah. So she's a little bit like, I mean, got a hard edge to her. Now I get why she and Mystique like each other because they both fucking suck. At first, I thought maybe one was just kind of the nicer of the two. No, she's, I mean, I've, I'm supporting Gambit 100%. And I never saw, thought I would say that. She is queen of the Savage Land. And I think that her, her attitude, the thing that I really like about her in this is that it almost seems that the fact that she hates Gambit so much seems a little bit out of her personality. Like it's just this one fucking guy that she hates. And you get to see some side of her that's much pettier than the wise, like I've seen the future. Like the empty panel where she's just looking at Gambit with all the fury of an empty maskless face and then goes, hate you. With her hands <laughs> shaking. Can, it's just can, do, do you know why I love that so much? Is because Irene died before Gambit came yeah, I was gonna, on the I was scene. Gonna ask that. It doesn't she make did, any she, fucking sense. No, that's what I love about it. The fact that she got resurrected, looked at him and said, I fucking hate you. What because is this we've garbage? all been we've all been there where you were like, Adam, you know what I'm talking about. When we yeah. got drinks the other day, there's that one guy who was next to us, and I texted you, I fucking hate him. And like like <laughs> having that snap judgment about somebody and then maybe coming around, okay you know, having a second or a better second or third impression, I think, I think works really well. Yeah. All she's heard is bad shit from Mystique probably about how shitty Gambit is. So she's just like a fucking 20 year old power lesbian oh, bitch who happens to be but, a mom. But, that's but, like, Fuck you. But how do we, did, Miss, she knows everything that Mystique did. We talked about it. That means she told um, that Mystique raped Gambit. We they we talk about it in in one of the X Men shit. What is it called? One of the Amazing X Men, I think. Whatever the fuck it was called, Astonishing X Men. One of the recent ones. They make that in that story. They talk about it. She makes a joke about it. I just I don't fucking get why she's acting like this. I don't, I don't get it. I mean, obviously I hate these people based on that one single situation. But I mean, the fact she's I mean, done multiple. I don't get pretty... it. I don't get why like, she can she can hate somebody. She can support somebody who destroyed some like who fucked someone up so hard. Destiny and Mystique are basically just the problematic drag queens that have been on uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. Where if you watch them, you're like, oh, they're great, and then you read about what they do, and you're like, ah, oh, they're canceled. I don't really oh, like no. them. <laughs> no, I mean, that's why I have no interest in like fucking listening to them. I get angry when I see them. I did, I didn't get angry. Wasn't didn't get angry till I saw her, and until this moment was when I realized I'm done with her. Well, let's talk about this quiet council vote. Do you think that it was the right choice to go uh, no against uh, attacking Orcus that Bishop had? When I think it's going to like bite him in the ass. Totally. You guys, running down this. the list, you had Shaw, Exodus, and Magneto for yes, Red Queen, White Queen, Nightcrawler, Colossus, and Storm for no. And then everybody else was like, well, this isn't passing. Who gives a shit? Uh, so, how is this different from what they've been doing before? I, I don't understand what a declaration of war against Orcus means. I this is I'm with Brent. I'm with Brent because like Charles and Magneto kept sending X Force after them over and over again to make sure that Nimrod didn't come online. And it's like that they were basically had already declared war. Was it a cold war? And is, is think, it like different between a cold war and a hot war here? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think it, it it seems like it's a lot more about like the directive of like let's literally just obliterate whatever giant spaceship they're on versus let's just only stop them from getting to nimrod or stopping the the master mold kind of thing i mean maybe there's some distinction like 
are we sending the CIA into Nicaragua or something versus actually declaring war yeah, on the as whatever? And so X-Force is pitched, but then the someone makes the point that, you know, if our allies found out, if if our people found out, and it seems like it holds less weight there, because you know, you can present this as being like an existential threat that Orcus is constantly trying to destroy the nation of Krakoa. Well, I do wonder though, like how many people in Orc, like we're always usually seeing the top layer of generic baddies in Orcus. I do wonder how many people work for Orcus that like have been maybe brought up by the propaganda of like protecting humanity kind of thing. So I wonder, I'm not saying they're great people, but there might be people that might not be as ridiculously insane as some of the folks you've seen. So two things. One, I think this is a situation where everybody asks, why doesn't Batman kill the Joker? And we know the real reason why is because <laughs> DC Comics needs to make money. Um, so like they need, they need Orcus to be there as villains because the villains are on Krakoa or like the traditional X-Men villains, a lot of them are on Krakoa and they need like a smart, like human-based, you know, organization that they're going to fight. Secondly, I'm surprised, and I hope it actually gets followed up, and it, this wasn't brought up in Immortal X-Men, which is coming out at the right. end of this month, where like the, like all the Quiet Council stuff is like being done here and not being like picked up on when, when you know, Kieran Gillen starts uh, Immortal X-Men uh, at the end of March. I mean, contra the Batman-Joker comparison, I think a much better explanation for like, hey, here's a good reason to vote no for declaring war is that declaring war doesn't benefit us. We've been doing this forever and Orcus has been defying and beating us the whole way. So like, it's not just based off of plot. It's also that practically somehow they're constantly getting an upper hand. Oh, so you're saying they're going to do economic sanctions and not buy oil from Orcus? Uh, yeah, you know, like uh, let's, let's all try and yachts. seize all their assets in Switzerland. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I got you. Hey, one last thing, going back to the org chart with the redacted, I my prediction is one of the redacted is going to be Moira. She's going to join Orcus. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. That makes oh, sense. And she's going to be like half robot at that point, too. Yeah. What did we think about the Araco storyline with um, the sudden reappearance of Red Root, who you didn't think was ever going to be even slightly mentioned ever again? And Storm being like now the voice at the moment for Rocco. Again, I feel like this issue, while I enjoyed it, was like seeding, pardon the pun, storylines for yeah. Immortal X-Men, X-Men Red, and Knights of Ten. Because yeah. like one, Red Roots in, you know, like whatever, Mad Jasper with Mad Jasper, the Crooked Market. Crooked Market. Um, yeah, and then you've got, you know, all the Storm stuff is going to be in X-Men Red and all the yeah. politics of Rocco are going to be there as well. So it's like clearly like, it's like leading, like, 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 like launching these storylines, which is kind of cool. And it, it actually feels very old school X-Men where like some of like the Claremont issues, it's like, it's like all these different vignettes. It's like, oh, and we're going to follow up on this in either a different book or a future storyline. I was very much expecting that when I got to the end, just like all the other books that had run and their runs, like would have like, this one's coming next. And I think to your point, there were so many of these feeding into every other issue. It wasn't even worth talking about like I but yeah I, like it's obviously said this is a lot of theater but it all felt like it was still advancing the plot within this book at a pace that made sense which I really enjoyed. Right. Are, 
are you guys worried at all that they've got a character like Shiro here where they're like, let's just send him back to the stars. Like, get him the fuck out of here when this they really have an opportunity to expand him. No, this yes. is what I want to talk about. Okay, so Sunfire cannot be on any X-Men team for more than six issues because <laughs> they just send him off wherever. I know. After All New, All Different, when he was on that team, he lasted like two issues and he's like, fuck y'all, I'm going back to Japan. And so this tells me that Firestar is going to be the winner of the um, no. of the X Men vote. I know, I know, but still, because they don't want two fire powered uh, characters on a team, so they're they're writing out Sunfire for now, or maybe he'll like show up in X Men Red, which is cool and fine. I, I think red. that's going to be a better title anyway. Yeah, they look great, by the way. I know, so damn, they look good. Yeah, Literally, he's been working out. You can tell. Holding wood. Um, for for when you guys were saying that you didn't really care for this issue, you talked about it quite a bit. So maybe I think you do like this. I thought everybody liked about this issue. What are you talking about? Oh, I thought Clark didn't like it. (laughs) Fuck you, Ryan. Fuck you. I didn't say that at all. I just no one said that. Okay, it's your favorite series, everyone. Let's move Uh, on. uh, Everybody, Ryan's code name is the Gaslighter. Like that's what it is. More like the Everybody, everybody put it up to a popular in closed in closed rooms. Honestly, it's everybody it's put it up to a vote. If you liked this issue more than you like Frank Crawl, raise your hand. Me, Fuck. me. It's a, <laughs> a unanimous five. It's unanimous five out of five. Five to zero. Uh, Ryan five is kicked off five. the council. Uh, <laughs> Bring in Colossus. <laughs> All right, let's talk Devil's Reign number two of three. Writer Jerry Duggan again. You've also got artist Phil Noto. Emma Frost's past remains under the spotlight with us finding out how she, Electra, and Symbiote, Spider-Man, teamed up to protect a witness to, to a murder. But don't tell that to Union Jack, who was a total cop narc at the end of this, leaving a cliffhanger for next issue. I mean, he, it, it, he thinks, and based on the news, that she stole a child. I don't know why he's a cop narc if that's the assumed situation because that's what he was told by his superiors. He could still be a cop narc. <laughs> he's not a cop narc. I love Cap- Union Jack. <laughs> you were going to call him Captain Jack. <laughs> I realized I Captain, Captain well, Jack has, from Pirates of the glad, Caribbean. I'm glad that he's not involved in that terrible, um, I'm going to say Captain Britain again. Union Jack and the weird fucked up Knights of the Pendragon or whatever that weird group that he had where it was like someone called Snakes and they actually did this from from Wales or something. It was a really bad thing that spun off of one of those horrible minis. I mean, um, oh, the Venom one. What the fuck was the Venom one? Uh, a King, King in Black? Yeah, King in Black? It, was, it was so terrible. Don't read that. There's like a talking dog in it for a second. It's so bad. He deserves better, oh, and this isn't this oh. isn't that much better. This was not a good issue at all, but at least he seemed more reasonable than he did in that shit show. Um, I, I like to say, uh, just reiterate how much I enjoyed the artwork of Phil Noto. Beautiful. Yeah. His his ability to capture expressions in relatively minimal ways is fantastic, and. I don't think I've seen uh, Emma Frost and um, Spider-Man interact, but I thought it was a very excellent addition to her character and the long running theme that she cares about uh, young children with superpowers to see that interaction together. It was somewhat heartbreaking. 
Uh, I love that, but I also love the fact that she was wearing her white queen, uh, like bustier and um, what do you call it? Not harness, but like the uh, old like white queen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. While she's trying to like protect the child, and it's oh, like, her corset, uh, her corset, co- corset, well, she, corset, corset. She yeah. teaches sex ed, and she's sex positive. I don't think you gotta bad. have an outfit for later <laughs> in the evening. Um, I don't. It was a weird issue. I don't really think this deserves to be a story. Agreed. Okay. I, I don't, don't either. Yeah. yeah. It, Do you think the, if, if there was some some character who mattered in some way that we ultimately discover that this is like a backstory for them, that it would become more interesting? Or is it just too hard to justify now because it's a completely random person? They're just trying to say, oh, Kingpin, let's find an, uh, an X character that's related to Kingpin. And they, yeah. there was some yeah. moderate backstory there we didn't touch on. Now we get the whole exciting backstory about some child. Great. Yeah. The, the only part of this issue that really stuck out to me was the um, info panel or info page where it talked about all of the specific things that she might have done or they had history on her. And then uh, my favorite was just number 15 or page 15, which was, Subject observed killing a pony with her mind. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I'll never Whatever. let that go. That fucking thing comes up every time and I love the it. The infomercials never forget. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that's kind of it. Anything you hope to wrap this up to make it really worthwhile? I mean, how many issues is it supposed to be? This There's one, three. One. The last one. It's oh three. my god! Then this is yes. so pointless. What the fuck it is? is. <laughs> also, also, Adam, just to correct you, it's Devil's Reign X Men. Devil's Reign is its own storyline. This is X Men. Yeah. yeah. Well, Devil's Reign's X Men number three, two, one is what I'm gonna say from now. Three, two, no fun. Is anyone reading actual Devil's Reign? Is it any good? I'm gonna I'm gonna read it in Marvel Unlimited when it's done. Well, because I'm I have sure been reading. reading recaps sorry sorry graham Clark's uh saying. no i've been i i've been reading uh chip zadarsky's um daredevil and i really yeah. enjoy it and right. so i'm waiting for devil's reign to come on marvel unlimited and i'll read it there um i was gonna say i did like the cold open of um them just flashing back to emma doing shit like taking out millions of dollars of money under sue storm's name and being a bitch to fucking uh nick fury and things like that so i'd like to see if more this, of that in if this whole issue was just a list of her crimes <laughs> i would enjoy it so much more now yeah. knowing it's only three all right ah when are you gonna ever plug me daddy clark fucking a murdering her sister shut the fuck up speaking my thing I'm going to do, speaking of Union Jack slash Captain Britain, is I recently actually, yes, I reread um, Christos uh, Gage and Mike Perkins' Union Jack London Falling miniseries, and it's really fucking good. I absolutely loved it and re-loved it. The art's amazing, and they just get all these weird, small, nonsense characters and do a really good job with them. So read that. I don't know where the fuck um, you get well, it. Well, Clark, I'll just say that's a great plug. And... As always, we like to wrap up our um, <laughs> our show with a little segment we call Plug Me Daddy, where each of us gets a chance to quickly highlight something that we've read, seen, heard, experienced, maybe touched, and wanted to share with you, our listeners, our sweet, sweet holes. Um, 
Does anyone have a plug me daddy for the week? Kayla? Well, I want to have Brent finish his sex noises because I was kind of oh, getting wait, into Oh, wait, and I was that. supposed to do this as well. Hold on. Yeah, it were, I did hear it. Yeah. I think I did wait, hear it. Did yeah. you hear my pop? Yeah. Oh, you're good. Okay, we'll do that for now. Brent. Is, so is that supposed to be a right? dick coming out of someone's butt? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Yours. Unplug me, daddy. I, I wouldn't Unplug know. I've never me. had sex. I don't know how it works. <laughs> you don't hear a whistling noise? <laughs> hey, look, like, what you got? I, I got, okay, so uh, this is actually a future plug for something for the podcast. We're going to be releasing uh, Hikipedia, his Fantastic Four run. I recently reread it. Uh, Fantastic Four and Future Foundation. Phenomenal, phenomenal with an F. Uh, it is it is so so well done, and I'm excited to uh, for y'all to listen to uh, our great podcast about it. Great. Uh, my, oh, my plug me is uh, the Nation of Colombia. I just went there, and uh, Medellin and Cartagena was great, and um, they're both fun cities to go to. So <laughs> check that out. Wow, great. Wow. Right there on, for um, yeah. on the on the back of that, I'll do a fuck you, daddy, which is never ever use the Miami International Airport for any fucking connection because I was also on this absolutely wonderful trip as well as Ryan. <laughs> Three of us went for Brent's husband's uh 40th and coming home. And trying to catch a plane within seconds because the connecting flight line wrapped like a fucking snake around the entire airport with like 45 minutes to make a connection is absolutely insane. Fuck that airport. Fuck everything about Fuck it. Except for airport. the thoughtful staff and the people who are doing their hard yes. work. And also international customers because everyone was very helpful except for some shitty ass American people who I won't go into too many stories, but fuck you, America. <laughs> um, yeah, you could tell Hydro was at work there at that airport. <laughs> uh, that's all that I'll airport, say. That's all I'll that's say. My, I don't want to keep coming. It must have been. It's my gorgeous. least favorite American airport. It's my least favorite like airport it's in the United States. Um, also down. on that trip, uh, whatever you said, unplug me, daddy, just like Adam. Don't watch Ghostbusters. I watched it on the plane ride home. <laughs> it was terrible. The it new was one? almost as bad as that airport. It was fucking garbage. <laughs> the new one? Afterlife? Yes. Oh, that's too bad. We'll Clark? talk about it offline. And to it and to really shove that plug back in, Clark, why don't you finish this <laughs> off? Speaking of Union J- Jacks, <laughs> I just recently read Christoph Gage and Mike Perkins' um, 2006 miniseries, and it has lots of really good characters. There are very small characters, including, uh, you know, Valeria Vontaine, Contessa Bodity Blue. Excellent. You shall read it. I don't know where you can read it. I'm done. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Clark. All right. <laughs> that was our podcast. You can find us on Twitter at X. And on Instagram at Home of Superior Podcast, rate and review us if you like us, talk to your friends about us, write us songs, or send us drawings or dick pics. We've been Home of Superior. We hope you enjoy the experience, homos. Bye. 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 Bye.